Blog Talk Radio. Where not just women are in danger, but all marginalized people. Where being uniquely different right now might truly be considered a crime. It seems as though we had all slipped into a false sense of comfort, that justice would prevail and that good would win in the end. Well, good did not win this election, but good will win in the end. So what today means is that we are far from the end. Today marks the beginning, the beginning of our story. The revolution starts here. The fight for the right to be free, to be who we are, to be equal. Let's march together through this darkness and with each step know that we are not afraid. That we are not alone. That we will not back down. That there is power in our unity and that no opposing force stands a chance in the face of true solidarity. And to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything, Austin Red here with Friday Java, a weekly magazine of political theory, polling, and commentary. It is part of the people history called people that make up this fascinating journey. We are part of the Obama network. For that, we make no apologies. What we pledge to do is give you the facts on a bridge to history, what body politics is, the most up-to-date theories of political science and cephalic. Stay tuned for this incredible ride. Austin Red, peace out. Friday Java, on the first of March 2019 from WBRN Radio and on the Boston Red Network. We roll along. This is our magazine show. I, I was looking through some of the old archives and at one time this show was actually called uh, Friday uh, Morning uh, Java, Mo- Friday Morning Jobber. Anyway, nonetheless, we still have the coffee pot. And that was a sound that we uh, use, the sound of a coffee pot. We have that. Uh, we'll redo that a little bit, uh, modernize it for 2019. That is in the works, as are many other things around here. Uh, our lineup this weekend, we have a numbers man, uh, as we normally do, and the open source report. Uh, now, I don't know if we'll have Sunday... Uh, programming or not. We are behind in some of our programming. We uh, have a number of specials, one on the post office. It'll be uh, 
number three and it's been setting around and we need to update it a bit and uh, also uh, we have uh, one on the uh, movie uh, uh, the green car uh, the the uh, the green uh, motorist guy was based on it uh, and the Oscar um, to kind of update that together and some of the other machinations that actually happened uh, during that period like the an attack on a Matt King Cole in Alabama where Klansmen literally charged the stage and of course the police were waiting uh, there at the time and these characters were actually sentenced so it's not all a fictional account uh, we'll, we'll get that in due time uh, up we also have a program on um, Vanessa Tyson she gave um, a presentation at Stanford University and we have that in its entirety and we want to bring that up to date also and we have a clip uh, maybe we'll play it tomorrow night uh, from Mr. Lemon of of uh, CNN talking about African History Month and there's also an article in the Washington Post we'll preview it, give it a brief perusal as they say uh, where it was a disastrous uh, African uh, History Month and we give our condolences here also to Professor Dr. Uh, Nathaniel Hare on the loss of his uh, wife uh, Dr. Julia Hare uh, she died uh, this week uh, so a number of uh, of deaths of, of this week and my friend uh, Jody died on I believe the same day uh, that she did. So a lot of deaths going on uh, on the uh, final week of uh, February. An interesting uh, time. And the climatic conditions are not easing up. I noticed uh, Mary out in Montana posted some photos of snow and more snow, uh, evidently. She's been doing a lot of shoveling this week, this this the year winter season. Actually, for her, it started in uh, September, I believe, was the first uh, snow that they got around Helena, uh, Montana, and it just sort of uh, continued on till now and into the spring. Uh, many times in that area, the snowiest month would be in March. I can remember waiting on a train in Chicago going down to New Orleans and it was delayed because of snow in Montana and this was uh, in uh, early uh, March uh, right after the Mardi Gras season which uh, is on or is already on I'll have to check that one I don't I used to listen to uh, WOZ uh, radio uh, constantly in New Orleans listened to it when I was in New Orleans and listened to it uh, continuously for a few years there and then of course we moved on from there to uh, it's been over 20 years ago to listen to the late great Jerry Pippen when he was on uh, radio live playing uh, rock and roll golden oldies that sort of thing that's kind of disappeared out the uh, off the mantle Incidentally, in the podcast world, evidently Apple, uh, you can go over to uh, Blueberry uh, Podcasting uh, over there uh, 
uh, Tom, uh, what's his name over there, was talking about that, uh, about Apple and how Apple is uh, pulling some episodes that are numbered from the Apple uh, catalog and people have to repost those episodes evidently is is what it is. I I don't have it up here. Cochran is his name. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, that is at Apple. Apple was one of the first ones to catalog uh, internet radio or podcasts. Now there's just many, many catalogs out there. Google has theirs, although it's not as large uh, as the uh, as the Apple one was. But there are just many, many pl- places, Spotify, uh, that uh, we see uh, Stitcher. Uh, iHeartRadio is a very, very big one. Uh, we appreciate all of our listeners from iHeart, from Stitcher, from uh, YouTube, uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, all of them, and uh, t- uh, yesterday, I guess, was the final day at a blog talk. We'll see if they're still open for any business at all. But as uh, many people know, uh, blog talk uh, was bought out by the uh, enterprise that owns uh, Spreaker. And, of course, we're still on Spreaker. It is changing a lot between... Uh, these various services that host uh, podcasts, internet radio, Spreaker is more of an internet radio situation set up. Uh, and we had planned last year to go 24 hours, not materialized. Uh, we'll do that uh, hopefully this year. We have the programming uh, to do it. That's that's not a that's not a problem right there. We're working towards uh, that end. You get uh, sort of like what you get other places. You get a lot of recorded. Uh, type of episode, basically what it would be. And of course, obviously, live episodes. We do at least uh, five-plus episodes uh, per week. Uh, some weeks more than uh, five. And our new system is coming along um, pretty good, basically speaking. Uh, so we'll be able to do uh, more uh, shows and, and hopefully more in-depth shows on more subject matters uh, than uh, what we cover now. As many people uh, are aware, we do a lot of polling around here. We'll get to the people at the University of Virginia, Charlottesville, of course, we always honor Heather Hire in just a second. And there are uh, two other polls, the University of uh, New Hampshire, and Quantipac has a poll out of Texas. And this is very early, we understand that, in the uh, scheme of things. But we are starting to look at some of the numbers And there's somewhat of a pattern appearing, and we'll uh, get to the pattern appearing in just a second here. And, of course, we'll have the sports roundup, spring training of baseball. We don't want to forget that one. uh, is always out there uh, for us uh, to look at. We were also looking in the news uh, involving an Australian uh, citizen, uh, Justine Ruziak, there's some motion hearings going on out in the Midwest on the upcoming uh, murder trial there. So uh, many, many things coming. Let's get to the uh, crystal ball first. They are looking at the 2020 Electoral College. Uh, our first look, they call it, is from Carl Klondike. He's the managing editor of the crystal ball. The uh, key points here, the initial Electoral College 
rating reflect uh, reflects a 2020 uh, presidential election that starts as a toss-up. We start with uh, 246 uh, electoral votes, uh, at least leaning a Republican, 244 leaning a Democrat, and 46 are toss-ups. The uh, 2020 uh, uh, battlefield uh, with approval ratings in the low 40s. Well, that uh, this is for DJ Trump. That has been a norm uh, for DJ Trump. I caution people when they look at any president's norm. Uh, some of that would apply to Barack Obama uh, when he was president, that he uh, basically had lower... Uh, Ratings have been uh, normal, and other presidents have those had uh, lower ratings, including uh, Ronald Reagan. Nixon had some of the lower ratings, but that was a totally different situation. Reagan in the 80s is a different situ- situation because of the uh, consolidation of media, of corporate media, the uh, advent of uh, social media at the same time, something they did not have. So messages tend to uh, be almost instantaneous. The president uh, won't only uh, narrowly in, uh, they're talking he's about D.J. Trump in 2016 and did so while losing uh, the national popular vote. That's not unusual in this day and time. Making uh, the national uh, coalition, uh, his national coalition precarious. And he has done little to appeal uh, to people who uh, did not vote for him. And a Democrat who consolidates the uh, voters of Trump's disapproval should be able to oust him unless the president can improve his uh, approval numbers in a way that he has uh, demonstrably failed to do in uh, the first half of his term. At the same time, the president's base uh, first strategy could again deliver him the White House thanks to a large part of his strength in the uh, nation's uh, one remaining uh, true swing region, the Midwest. He is an incumbent, and incumbents are historically harder to defeat, although it uh, may be that the incumbent means less up and down of the ticket in an era defined by uh, party uh, polarization. The crystal ball uh, senior commentator is Dr. Amowitz down at Emory University, well-regarded uh, presidential uh, time for change of model, which uh, projects two-party presidential votes, uh, currently projects Trump uh, with 51% of the vote based on the most recent me- uh, measures of presidential approval. And... Uh, quarterly GOP growth. The model officially projection is based uh, off of the perception of his strength remains decent. The president could win another term. If there is a recession, these odds are likely uh, drop precipitously. Meanwhile, it's uh, not given that the Democratic candidate can consolidate the votes of uh, Trump's disapproval. As it stands, the state of the economy uh, next year remains unknown, as does the identity of, of course, the challenger to D.J. Trump. Many unknowns here. Uh, 
Uh, lots actually uh, take a look at the map uh, over the past uh, five presidential elections and districts uh, containing uh, 374 of the nation's 538 electoral votes. Uh, 70% have voted the same way in each uh, election. The, the map uh, shows it. We won't get into the map because you can't see it. But for instance, uh, it uh, seems clear that Indiana's 2008 vote for Barack Obama was something of a fluke powered by Obama's uh, massive resource advantage there, John McCain's uh, negation of the state, and a very fabled democratic national environment. No one is uh, listing the uh, who's a state, which otherwise had voted Republican by double digits in uh the century for in the century for of presidential races as a competitive and a close national election. If so, one would add Indiana to the Republican in total. One uh, reasonably points to uh, an electoral vote a floor of 190 for the Democrats and uh, 190 for the Republicans uh, at an early juncture. Now, looking at the map here a little bit. We uh, we have uh, the uh, Democrats at 190, the Republicans at 179, and uh, according to this, uh, voted for the party at least once uh, at 164. Now we it was map one, and looking here, the Democrats uh, have 244, 46 uh, of these are toss-ups. Republicans at 248. Now let's look at the states here. We'll cut some of this. They classify Arizona as a uh, toss-up. And Texas as a lean Republican. And uh, let's see who else. Georgia and Florida. In our Ouija board model... uh, we would agree with them on uh, Texas at this point in time, or perhaps Georgia, but there's uh, some problems in Georgia in terms of voter suppression there. Florida is not in our model. We've conceded Florida's 29 electoral votes to the Republicans. We see it as a red state. North Carolina has uh, some potential. We'll agree there. Iowa, we're not certain about, but Iowa is starting to trend uh, as uh, more of a uh, toss-up type state. Uh, Wisconsin, they have as a toss-up. We would disagree there. We see Wisconsin as likely a Democrat at this point in time. Pennsylvania, a state that has caused some problems, but it is a command and control state. And if you have the proper uh, turnout there and uh, if voter suppression is kept at a minimal, it would be a lean uh, Democratic uh, state. So we'll take that one off right away. New Hampshire, well, New Hampshire is kind of an interesting uh, state there. Uh, We'll just leave it in the toss-up category uh, right now. Now, Nevada and Colorado, uh, those are leaning Democrat. Uh, We would uh, definitely uh, go uh, there. And they have uh, Minnesota and Michigan. (coughs) Excuse me. 
Michigan has changed uh, quite a bit, and the Democrats are now in control of machinery in uh, in uh, in Michigan. So we would agree there that uh, Michigan is uh, likely a lean uh, Democrat, uh, probably lean Democrat there. So it's a little different in the in the uh, map. But there's a lot of uh, solidness here going from Montana to the Dakotas, to Wyoming, and Idaho. Nothing's changed. Those are very, very small states. And down to Kansas. We don't know in Missouri at this point in time. There could be some improvement in Missouri. We would not call Missouri safe Democrat at this time, nor would we call it a toss-up. Then you go to Oklahoma, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee in the 2018 election, there was uh, <clears throat> some uh, excitement in the gubernatorial race, but it uh, disappeared in the Senate seat. Uh, the right winger, I forget what her name was now, was able to get elected there. One of the problems the Democratic Party has, they had reason. Uh, the former governor, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly, running there. But <clears throat> the Democratic Party in uh, Tennessee has has suffered since the days of uh, Albert Gore, and there hasn't been a lot of progressive organization in uh, Tennessee. You have in the larger uh, areas of Tennessee, and larger towns, I should say, Nashville and, of course, Memphis, Memphis is on the administration of African Americans. Nashville is different. Uh, you also have auto plants. You have those, of course, in Alabama also. Uh, some unionization efforts there. A lot, must, a lot of work needs to be done in uh, that area. But one of the things we are saying that uh, with uh, Hillary DeMoss' Clinton in the last presidential election, too much time was spent in Florida. We're not saying abandon Florida, but what we are saying is do you take care of voter suppression in Florida and there has to be uh, some organization in the Democratic Party to decide which Democratic Party you're going to have. Are you going to have a middle-of-the-road Democratic Party or are you going to have a progressive Democratic Party? The uh, candidate there, Gillum, ran a very good race, ran a very close race, was robbed uh, by the racist vote. There's no doubt about that or he would have been elected a governor in Florida. So in years to come, Florida will in itself uh, come into a more progressive uh, fold. But depending on who the nominee is of the Democratic Party, we caution people to spend a lot of time on Florida because Florida at the present time, and the way the lineup is in Florida with Scott being in the Senate, uh, DeFunis being in the uh, governor's chair, it doesn't appear that Florida is going to be any kind of swing or toss-up type state. Uh, it's a toss-out state. Our take is the resources should be moved to Texas because Texas can be developed. Uh, Beto O'Rourke approved that and other things that happened in uh, Texas. Now, lean Republican, this is 123 electoral votes. They're including Texas, Florida, uh, Georgia, and North Carolina here. North Carolina is trending uh, there. We don't include them. And Ohio, 
President Obama won the state twice. G.W. Bush stole the state. <laughs> so a little bit different there. Um, some of the, uh, for them, their leans and likely Democrats, uh, Michigan, four states but one, Michigan uh, voted uh, for Clinton, uh, the Wolverine uh, state. The uh, Democratic nominee starts uh, a favorite uh, there, no doubt about that, um, in the state of Michigan. Uh, Making Michigan, Michigan, excuse me, leans Democrat uh, should consider whether we are perhaps being unfair to Democratic nominee by making Florida lean Republican. No, we agree there. Uh, the toss-up states um, splitting hairs by rating uh, Michigan as leaning Democrat and uh, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin as toss-ups. We have to admit it. Well, no doubt about that. Pennsylvania is a state uh, as, as such as Ohio. And in the 2016 uh, election, we did work in Ohio. Now, Ohio, uh, the part of the problem in Ohio is the Democratic Party has been weak there. Sherrod Brown won uh, re-election in Ohio. He's from the Appalachian part of Ohio. So there is uh, some uh, promise there. Uh, in Ohio, but you have to remember that Ohio is on the administration of Republicans, which does not help Ohio. A lot of this will depend, obviously, on where the economy is going. In November of 2020, is a long ways from November of uh, 2019. The economic conditions are getting better for Democrats. Uh, because of declines in the economy. There's no doubt about that. But the type of economy we have today uh, will depend on how the international situation is. If the economy, for example, would go into recession this year or later this year, and if it remained in recession, depending on the severity of a recession, into 2020, that changes the whole uh, setup of where things are going. Let's move on here. And get into, this is the uh, University of uh, New Hampshire. Their uh, survey here. And let me just download it. I thought I already had it downloaded. Anyway, we do now. The Granite State. And this is just. Uh, this is the Granite State uh, poll. Uh, party ID here, uh, Republicans, Independents, Democrats. Slightly more Democrats uh, in this uh, particular uh, setup in February. Uh, if we look at it, 61% were Democrats, very unusual, 35% Independents, and 45% are uh, Republicans, according to this graphic and let's see here we'll definitely vote 89% of the Democrats 71% of the uh, independents that's in February and 78% of the Republicans that's according to party ID here and well we'll skip that one 
Okay, in February, Bernie Sanders has uh, 26% of the vote. Uh, Joe Lunchbox Biden has 22% of the vote. Kamala Harris has 10% of the vote. And surprisingly, uh, Elizabeth Warren has been in many of these polls, early polls. She's at 7%. Beto O'Rourke, I think, has only been there once, if, if at all, is 5% of the vote. And uh, Amy Klobuchar at 4%. Doing a little better in New Hampshire than she's doing in some places. Twitter King, uh, Cory Booker, is at 3%. So it's up to uh, Teresa uh, Gabran is at 1%. Uh, Bloomberg's at 1%. And Kristen Gillibrand is at 1%. Sherrod Brown is a senator out of Ohio at 1%. And the rest of those others at 3%. So that is how they are coming out uh, here. Um, second choice Democrats, uh, Joe Biden, 18%. Bernie Sanders, 17%. Uh, 14% goes to Kamala Harris. 10% to Elizabeth Warren. 9% for Twitter King Booker. 6%. Uh, these are second choices to uh, Beto O'Rourke. And 2% uh, to... Uh, Amy Klobuchar, same as Sherrod Brown and the rest of the pack, basically speaking, would not vote for a candidate under any circumstances. 13% say Elizabeth Warren, 8% Bernie Sanders, um, uh, 5% uh, Bloomberg, uh, 3% Cory Booker. I don't know, same as 3%, 3%, 2%, very low uh, for uh, Beto O'Rourke. And then there's a bunch of others. One percent definitely would not vote uh, for Amy Klobuchar. I think one of the reasons there is that uh, they've not heard the name. Most likable uh, Democratic candidates: 31 percent uh, for Joe Lunchbox Biden, Bernie Sanders at 20 percent, 9 percent for Beto O'Rourke, 9 percent for Kamala Harris, 5 percent for Twitter King Booker, 3 percent. And this is a little bit troubling on Elizabeth Warren. Amy Klobuchar, two percent there. Progressive Democratic candidates, uh, Bernie Sanders at 44%, Elizabeth Warren at 10%, Kamala Harris at 8%. They stopped dropping here. Uh, Joe Lunchbox, Biden at 3 uh, Beto O'Rourke at 2 And the rest of the pack, uh, Twitter King, Booker, Amy Klobuchar, all at 1% there. And candidates uh, with the best chance to win in the general election. They call that electability. 32% uh Selected uh, Joe Lunchbox uh, Biden, uh, Bernie Sanders, 22%, uh, 5% Elizabeth, excuse me, 5% uh, Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke, 2%, uh, Twitter King, uh, 2%, and Amy Klobuchar, 1%, and where in the hell is Elizabeth Warren in this? Oh, she's at 2%. Sorry about that, didn't want to miss her. It's not where she wants to be. With experience to be president, uh, Joe Biden, naturally, because he's been a vice president, 47%, 20% for Sanders, 5% for Elizabeth Warren, 2% uh, for uh, Book, uh, Gabran, Gabran, and uh, Kobusher, and so forth and so on.
And pretty much the end of the poll there. So we go to the Quantifact poll. Now, this is of Texas. I looked at this, and I said, oh, Texas, hmm. Anyway, uh, here amongst Texas voters, 47% have a favorable opinion of uh, D.J. Trump with 49% an unfavorable opinion. And 48% have a favorable opinion of Joe Lunch, Lunchbox Biden. 38% do not. Uh, 41% have a... Uh, Negative uh, 41 and 47 uh, percent there. Yeah, they are divided 44 and 40 on a Beto O'Rourke. This is in Texas. And negative is 24 uh, to 33. And Warren at 27 there. And the rest of the gang, uh, they really haven't heard of them. 70 percent have not heard of Amy uh, Klobuchar there. And let me see if anything else in this poll is of, as they would say. This is all that favorables, and it's a little bit early to have favorables, particularly in a state like Texas, where Bernie Sanders, of course, has been to Texas, and it's a little different uh, for Bernie uh, in uh, Texas than some of the others uh, out there. And I can't... This is basically... Uh, If you start looking at uh, where these numbers are here, DJ Trump is not in as good sh a good shape as one would think he would would be in uh, Texas. Almost about 50-50 uh, as far as where he is and where he is not in the state of uh, of uh, of Texas. Uh, Beetle Roy being very popular, they came within 2.5 or whatever it was, uh, be winning uh, to be the senator from uh, Texas. Some want him to run against uh, John uh, Cornyn. I'm not sure if that will happen. Let me switch uh, bases here very quickly and go to Chicago. This is sometimes as many as five socialists uh, could join the city uh, council. Uh, that was after the Tuesday's election. Socialists there. Uh, Carlos uh, Rossi uh, is one, and uh, Amarda uh, Dorch, Dorch, excuse me, interesting name there. It's Carlos Rumez uh, there, one of them, and so forth and so long. These are. Uh, Chicago uh, is the most since 1910. That was in Eugene Debs, an Indiana native there that with the head of the uh, the Pullman Porter strike, etc. Ran for president, almost got a million votes. That was Eugene uh, V. Uh, Debs. And let me just jump here. We'll get this tomorrow night, uh, but uh, this is on the Washington Post. More than a million uh, employment discriminations have been filed in the last nine years, and what happened to them, we'll talk about that. 
Well, now this is the internal fighting that's coming up uh, that has uh, appeared uh, from the Washington Post. Uh, Democrats uh, explode in recriminations as liberals uh, lash out at moderates. Now, House Democrats and the recriminations going on here with, of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez threatening to pull those votes, uh, those voting with Republicans on a list of primary challenges, in which they'll challenge some of these moderates. It's in a closed-door session, and Nancy Pelosi was there. We are either a team or we are not. We have to make decisions, Pelosi said, according to two people present. AOC uh, uh, basically uh, said there uh, that uh, you know they had to fall in line and they would challenge them. Uh, she told her colleagues that Democrats who side with Republicans are putting themselves on a list. She said that when activists asked her why she had to vote uh, for a gun safety bill that also featured uh, empowers uh, an agency that uh, forcibly uh, injects uh, children with uh, psychosomatic drugs we're going uh, to uh, want a list of names and going to give it to them see immigration and naturalization as enforcement services triggering a blow up where uh, votes on a bill to expand uh, federal background checks for gun pur- purchases 70 uh, excuse me 26 moderate democrats joined republicans amending the legislation Adding provision requiring that uh, ICE notify, uh, be notified if illegal immigrants seek to purchase a gun. Frustrated rebels, liberals who rallied against ICE in uh, conducting mass deportations and uh, embarrassed Democratic leaders who couldn't keep their members in line on a high-profile bill. That is uh, disturbing. There, the Democrats. Uh, Inflicting reflections, a uh, fractured caucus, a diverse uh, freshman class with dozens of moderates elected in districts that D.J. Trump carried, and odds uh, with uh, hard-charging liberals, actually progressives, let's get that right there, split the exposed divisions amongst uh, Pelosi and her lieutenants, the majority leader uh, Hoyer and the whip uh, Clyburn over party strategy to keep its newfound majority. Republicans naturally cop, uh, capitalized on this, but the party's left wing has gotten uh, outside attention for its aggressive moves to push Democrats in that direction. The splinter faction is made up of uh, moderates, uh, many of them freshmen and taking their first congressional votes. In the class that got elected, there are reasons we have this majority, as Representative Stephanie Murray of Florida a co-chair of the moderate uh, Blue Dog uh, Caucus. That is a big, big problem there. Torres Small, uh, New Mexico, uh, reacted sharply to uh, Cortez' uh, comments and rose to urge her colleague uh, to respect the political reality. And for Nancy uh, Pelosi, noting that... uh, some have held seats over uh, covenant committees. This is what it is, she asked, according to the size. In other words, she's telling some of these people they won't be on those committees. She responded that the party stood ready to help team players 
we have a massive mash operation, and frankly, it should be there. The Republicans have been able to hold themselves uh, together, and this is one of the big questions here. Horian and Clyburn believe uh, that is uh, untenable when Republicans stand ready to use their votes as a political... uh, against uh, vulnerable Democrats. Hmm. Republicans during the past eight-year majority maintained remarkable discipline on their procedural votes. No doubt about that. This is something that has to be learned. And some of these uh, freshman moderates haven't learned it yet. Hoyer uh, said, recalling the last Democratic majority and playing down the importance of the votes well. People need to be aware that coming down the road uh, will be a gotcha amendment that actually uh, guts a bill. And if we want to be able to move legislation forward, we're going to have to figure out a way uh, to deal with it. That's Jim McGovern, our own Jim McGovern. He's House Rules Committee Chairman. Philosophical differences between uh, three leaders have frustrated some incoming uh, freshmen and surprise uh, Republican amendments. Members typically only have a few minutes notice before uh, having to cast a vote. Now that is in itself. We hear lots of different things from a lot of different members of our leadership. Now that is something that needs to happen there. But others in the leadership were more weary of eroding one of few tools handed to the minority in the institution where the majority typically enjoys absolute power. What goes around comes around. You have to keep that in mind. That's what uh, Representative McGovern said. Hoyer has offered support for changing the procedures surrounding motion. This, what we're talking about here is a motion to recommit, giving members more time to review minority amendments, but Democratic leadership uh, may have uh, may have made a no final position of whether to pursue that, and uh, Laura Meckles left Washington on Wednesday <laughs> They literally worked from Tuesday to Thursday, excuse me, saying uh, it would be further comment. Republicans, meanwhile, warned against any changes uh, there would be a nuclear option and would uh, leave uh, a strain on his, uh, on this uh, majority two months in. Neither once did we discuss or did we bring up an option uh, or even entertain the idea uh, less than 60 days into the majority. That was the Republicans. Uh, what we're talking about here is this idea of uh, basically reconsidering a motion uh, as a problem uh, here. And the idea of getting your team together is uh, totally different, <coughs> and that's a problem. It's a big problem based upon emphasis here. And this is what's going to happen if you try to get in these Democrats that are these go-along type of Democrats. Jerry Pippen had a very good uh, call on that on the 2000, I believe, 12 election. We'll bring that back. And he talked about that and this whole idea of these uh, work-across-the-aisle type uh, Democrats just simply does not work. Several also pushing to reform and eliminate the procedural tactic that is property uproar. That's motion to recommit, which essentially gives the minority party one final opportunity 
to amend a bill before it comes to a final vote. That in itself can be a problem when you have a party. Now, with the Republicans, you didn't have that problem because they were very, very solid. Maybe one or two members would cross the aisle, so to speak. But the Democrats are unfortunately in a predicament, and this is the problem. Yes, they took the House. Yes, they got these chairmanships, etc. But there has to be some work. Of course, the ultimate solution to this is elect more uh, progressive Democrats, which has to eventually happen or they've got a problem. Let me preview this so we'll get uh, Don Lemon's piece on, I think, tomorrow night. The worst ever African History Month has come to a close, I hope. And this is by Christine Ember. The worst ever African History Month has finally come to a a close, I hope. Our annual observances to uh, celebrate the history and achievements of African Americans. But in... uh, America decided to use it exact opposite. They talk. She. They talk about the black.